0: Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now.
1: This pandemic doesn't leave politicians with many good choices. That's never been more clear than recently in Alberta. Premier Jason Kenney has brought in more restrictions to combat a brutal third wave of COVID-19. And he's complained about those restrictions every step of the way. To the people in the center or on the left of the political spectrum, those restrictions are too little and too late, and they won't win him any support. But to a good chunk of his own caucus, the new restrictions are an attack on the freedom of Albertans. Kenny has been trying to find the middle ground between these two camps. There just isn't any. Without restrictions, hospitals in Alberta's cities fill up and people die. But restrictions as a whole have become repellent to the hardcore rural conservative base. And that's the base that put Kenny in power. So there are right choices here, obviously. The right choices save lives, and Kenny is reluctantly making them. But there are no good choices for him as a politician or for the United Conservative Party as a group. And that has thrown the future of Alberta into question. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. This is The Big Story. Jason Markosoff is the Alberta correspondent for McLean's. Hey, Jason. Hello. Why don't we start, um, just because the reality of this situation will kind of play into all the politics we're going to discuss by telling the rest of Canada how it's going in Alberta right now. It's
0: going bad Um, to set it up and put context on it uh the second in the second wave alberta had the highest active case rate of any other province on a per capita basis we have now passed the levels uh we have we, we saw at the peak of the second wave now in alberta's third wave but uh the trajectory is pretty rough here uh we are uh on the brink of uh, having the uh, a really bad crisis, uh, even worse than we have right now. How has the government responded?
1: Um, what kind of new measures are coming or have come?
0: Alberta remains uh, one of the freest uh, places in the country at this point. Hmm. Compared to other provinces, you can still do a lot. You can go to the mall. You can get a haircut. You can get a haircut at the mall uh, here in Alberta. Really? Yes, malls have been uh, remained open uh, throughout the uh, second wave and this wave and things did go down uh in January. And then Kenny was very eager to open things up again. Um, he's had to put in some closures. Restaurants are now closed to uh, indoor dining. On Thursday, uh, a day after saying he questioned the value of putting in more restrictions because people may not follow them and it's not totally clear that they're going to work, he added more restrictions. Uh, he closed uh, middle and high schools in several uh, jurisdictions and... And he also uh, finally closed uh, gyms, uh, which he had partially closed uh, previously. Uh, but he's left a lot open still um, because Jason Kenney uh, is very uh, deferential to employers and businesses uh, during this pandemic.
1: Well, this is the crux of what we're going to get at today because I kind of, as dire as the situation is, you know, it's it's really interesting to watch Kenny try to walk that line, I guess, between keeping his constituents in the province safe and representing the businesses that won him uh, the
0: premiership. It's and maybe I shouldn't have uh, specified that it was the businesses. Um, there's also this other section of Alberta he's uh, appealing to in this, and that's the Rural Conservative Base um the people who elected him he did very well in uh, cities like Calgary as well but uh, it's those diehard rock ribbed um people on who generally lean uh, more conservative than those in urban areas and in some cases haven't seen the uh impact or severe spread of the uh coronavirus or haven't consistently and that's a lot of people in his own caucus and uh people who donate to his party and who organize. Um, they are the uh, pit and prudent juice of the old wild Rose party. Uh, one of the two parties, uh, Jason Kenney fused together to create his United conservative coalition to win the last election. Um, he's very concerned about how those people feel. And he's, he's in some large ways, one of them. Mm-hmm. Jason Kenney has spoken much more about freedom um and, Civil liberties as uh, as weighing heavily on his uh, his decision making in this and other premiers. Other premiers express worries about businesses. Express worries about liberties. Um, he has. Uh oftentimes really uh, denounce those who want lockdowns or more restrictive measures. Ultimately, though, he's uh, kind of seen the writing on the wall, found religion on uh, the trajectory of uh, Alberta's hospital situation, and uh, both in the second wave and third wave had to backtrack on some of his uh, bravado and uh, put in firmer restrictions. Jason Kenney does not at this point uh, rule out Um, some kind of hard lockdown in the future, but uh, he remains resistant. I mean, there seems to be a constant, you know, series of monologues with him where he'll argue with himself from day to day. Um, This past week was uh, remarkable how on Wednesday he was booing the idea of more restrictive measures and then on Thursday uh, saying, yeah, we got to put them in and maybe there should even be some curfews in some areas where the municipalities want it.
1: What does that do um, internally into the United Conservative Party? I mean, there have been, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but more than a few instances of of his own caucus kind of backtalking the restrictions as he's announced them.
0: A few weeks ago, when Jason Kenney uh, announced that restaurants can no longer have indoor dining, there were 16, ultimately 17 MLAs uh, in his caucus who uh, signed or advocated for a letter denouncing those that is a significant portion i think a third or more than a third or a quarter of a sixty two member po- member uh, caucus it 's two thirds of the people who are uh, Rural backbenchers uh ones outside of the big cities right uh, so it's a big sizable chunk of his caucus as he he's allowed to have this open dissent kind of people uh, appealing to uh, the Jason Kenny that was more loose about restrictions uh, before he uh, clamped down a bit um, those are people who really uh who are kind of playing on his uh his hard conservative id. Uh, rather than the, uh, the ego and superego that have been regulating uh, him and ultimately the government into putting in a slightly uh, harder uh, restrictions to control the pandemic. But there are those who don't believe in them. There are those who hearken to his earlier comments about really supporting small business. Um, there's a lot of dialogue and rhetoric among those people, and you hear it in other circles as well in Ontario, uh, the Randy Hillier types. Um, and they talk about the mental health toll of, the, uh, of restrictions. Uh, as though there are no mental health tools of uh, the risk mm-hmm. of getting coronavirus and the high active cases that make people paranoid about functioning in society as well um, because there are fear that they they are frontline workers who are going to get sick or they are going to get sick because coronavirus is so prevalent in our communities right now. So Kenny is
1: maybe after uh, denouncing lockdowns and and the harder stuff, has also uh, managed to embrace the public health measures that need to be taken. That's made him unpopular with some members
0: of his own party. How has it impacted him in the polls? He's uh, for seven months now or seven months or so, he's been the second most popular party leader. Um, Rachel Notley is a more popular than him and her party is Rachel Notley, uh, won that election in 2015, uh, was swept out, uh, under a whole bunch of economic uh, frustration by Albertans. But since last fall, since the second wave, uh, Albertans have been saying that she's more popular. And this, come, this speaks to a problem Jason Kenney has. He is working on the base of his party. In some ways, it is a shrinking base uh, because people are leaking out to the right, to some very far-right parties. Mm-hmm. Some people are just frustrated that he is putting in restrictions entirely. And other people are leaking from the left and center of the big tent he uh, forged in, in Calgary and the Edmonton suburbs. And it's not just because of his, uh, very inconsistent and, uh, Johnny come lately, uh, management of the coronavirus crisis. It's on a whole bunch of other things he's done, uh, policy-wise, to irk Albertans, be it proposing to close and uh, defund some Alberta parks, to opening the eastern slopes of the Rocky Mountains for more coal mining and exploration, to a very drastic overhaul of the curriculum that teachers and school boards and anybody who has any expertise in education say won't work um, is overly ideological. Um, so there, for a bunch of reasons, uh, Jason Kenny has uh, been sliding in the polls to the point where Rachel Notley, if the election were to be held today, would be our next premier with a probable majority.
1: Has Kenny tried to address um, at all the fact that he's kind of in a no-win situation with either side? Am I uh, Maybe I'm describing that wrong, but that's kind of what it sounds like. You know, He can't fully embrace uh, the stuff that would win him back some of
0: the left of, or center votes uh, without totally alienating his base he's, when he's apologetic, when he expresses frustration, he ex- tends to express frustration more to those who agree with the other side of Jason Kenney, the, the Jason Kenney id I was talking about. Um, he expresses sorrow um, and solidarity with those who are frustrated with and sick of restrictions, who don't believe in restrictions. Uh, he expresses uh, solidarity with those people in the business community who uh, want to keep their businesses open and mitigate risks in their own ways. Um, he's far less uh sympathetic to those uh, in the medical professions and other advocates urging more restrictions. When schools have closed in this province lately, when a lot of the middle schools and uh, high schools have closed, it's not been because of the premier uh, trying to head off a crisis. It's been because school boards are finding that there are so many teachers in quarantine and so much infection in the schools uh, that their system can't bring in enough substitute teachers to handle them that's not great no it's 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 a real mess they've been requesting uh to the province uh to let them go online and in some cases the province has said no you're not things aren't bad enough yet Um, hang tight
1: I was uh, preparing to talk to you about this today, and, and I knew we were going to talk about COVID and Kenny's response to it. Um, but I also was checking out some of your, your reporting from Alberta earlier this year, and you wrote a piece in February called Jason Kenny didn't come back for this. And I wonder if you could apply that you know, to the situation as well now,
0: given that he's facing uh, it from both sides. Jason Kenny was a very is a very skilled politician. Um he came into this job as Alberta's premier and leader of the United Conservatives with uh, one of the most sterling resumes and uh, compliments uh, on his political acumen, organizational skills, and policy mind from all corners. I think he came to Alberta. Um, with a lot of ideals about what Alberta is, how conservative Albertans want their province to be. Uh, he was going to bring things back, not to just to undo... Uh, the last four years of NDP government that we had prior to his premiership, but also a lot of the more centrist, progressive, conservative leadership we had had previously under premiers like Jim Prentice and Alison Redford. Um, He's run into a lot of uh, pushback on some of those measures because it turns out people like social services, they like quality education, they like uh, great parks, they don't Want. they don't think that a whole bunch of more jobs in uh, southwestern Alberta are worth uh, ripping up mountains to exploit coal. Um, when it comes to the pandemic, Jason Kenney was quite confident in the way he had handled things in the first wave. You know, he was restricting things like everybody else. Um, malls were closed, barber shops, outdoor you know gatherings were were restricted. Uh, he was very excited to reopen things and. In the second wave, he thought he could avoid uh once again, like he did in the first wave, the sort of crisis level situation that there were in Ontario and Quebec, and to a lesser extent uh British Columbia that didn't happen um and he wa he really struggled to reconcile his ideological preferences and this pro business message that he uh, he had fostered for so many years um with reality. And it turned out to please nobody, his, uh, his approach. And we're seeing some of the exact same things uh, with this third wave, up to and including uh, his, his tendency to say one thing on a Wednesday about restrictions and then apply a whole bunch of new restrictions on a Thursday. I'll give you one uh, idea about one other point about uh, how different Jason Kenney's approach has been than to any other province's. On Thursday, he made a point of saying that this was the first time he was going to say this, but he thinks that people should stay home. He'd never said that before? Well, you you might think hasn't everybody been saying this didn't didn't Doug Ford cut this video of him saying it a zillion times in yes. <laughs> in a bunch of uh in a bunch of different languages didn't Justin Trudeau and Tr- Dr. Teresa Tam haven't they been saying this since March no Jason Kenney had been saying go support businesses as you can go function in life we don't want to nanny state you into staying home Finally, in, at the end of April 2021, in the second April of this pandemic, Jason Kenney had, uh, realized that restrictions aren't working. A lot of his messaging isn't working and he needs to slightly, uh, shift his message, but. So much of it seems half hearted or capricious. You know, one of the, when he announced these measures uh, last Thursday, uh, Dean Bennett, uh, the Canadian Press reporter, had a very pointed and fair question. You totally changed your mind, it seems, uh, from the day before. How are we to uh, assume that you're not going to just totally change the game 24 hours later? Jason Kenney didn't obviously take time to take kindly to that uh, question, but uh, it really speaks to uh, uh, his ethos and his inconsistency uh, in this. And I think we see a lot of that in how his conservative base uh, response, because they're seeing him you know, they're saying, hey, we like that Kenny from a few weeks ago when he said that restrictions don't work and we should be free. And now he's having to say the opposite. And then on the other side of things, there's this huge uh, majority slash plurality of uh, the population that thinks that he's been inconsistent and weak on this to start. And it's because of that, that Alberta it has more cases than any other jurisdiction in the country.
1: Obviously, um he could have locked down earlier uh, and put in more restrictions and the COVID situation in Alberta would be better. But was there ever a way, just given what you've kind of described about both sides? You know, it sounds like he's he's vacillating back and forth, um, trying to please two parties. Was there ever a way in which he could lean into one side or the other and and actually emerge uh, popular enough to win re-election? Or was this just kind of what was gonna happen with a crisis like this?
0: I mean, there's, you're gonna face frustrations uh, anywhere. And obviously Alberta is, you know, there's still a lot of very, you know, fundamentalist conservatives. Out there, um, they're very noisy. They don't, they're not a majority. They're certainly not as a, you know, a critic, a huge critical mass. Um, they're there in probably greater extents than they are in other provinces. The reality though is, is that Jason Kenney has has fostered this uh, this and encouraged this group to uh, develop and foster and build as well. He hasn't been uh, pushing back against them hard. He's been sympathizing with them and being, uh, and being contrite with them. And he's been letting his other political colleagues, his own party members, um, speak out against him. He's been giving them that oxygen, I guess, because he feels that they are, if not, he'll be toppled right away and uh there you know there's going to be even more open warfare if he uh tries to tamp down that it's It's hard to say definitively if 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 any uh political leader may have been uh more you know easier on this one but uh the fact that he's been uh going back and forth from the very beginning and the fact that he tries to act like himself and then has to go against his own personal preference and it's so clear that he does it's so clear that he's engaged in these uh these almost shakespearean monologues from act to act you know a lot of this uh frustration uh in the public uh might be of uh, of his own doing and th- there's one worry coming down the road that i hear a lot of people talking about and it's about vaccine hesitancy in Alberta. There was an Angus Reid poll that showed that 28% of Albertans, far more than in any other province, are unsure or reluctant to uh, embrace the vaccine. You know, we haven't seen that those numbers bear out in uh, the world yet um, because there are still so many people keen to take vaccines. But if we get to a point in in late June where Alberta has a much lower uptake in, uh, than other provinces in vaccines, um, then there's a whole other level of problem. Jason Kenny, uh, a few weeks ago, had been talking about how the vaccines are going to get us out of there. this, and Alberta is going to have the greatest summer ever, he kept saying. Uh, we'll have the stampede in July, we'll have summer festivals, we'll lift all restrictions um, as the third wave has become more severe in Alberta, and that, clearly does not seem to be the case. Um, He's had to dial that uh, rhetoric back a lot.
1: Last question. What happens if, uh, in order to save lives and end the pandemic, Kenny has to do harder lockdowns, has to do a curfew, um, has to push uh, Albertans to get vaccinated? None of that stuff is going to go over well within those ranks on his own party. How, How thin is the ice he's on with his own caucus, I guess, is my last question.
0: It's, it's hard to say at this point, I don't have a huge, uh, scope into his, uh, caucus, um, it, you know there are, there's a lot of cantankerousness about the about the restrictions. Um, does he persuade people to ride it out for a few months longer until we get the vaccines um, and there is light at the end of the tunnel He is you know one of the lights at the end of the tunnel we hear Jason Kenny talking about is these quote unquote fair deal measures. Uh, Jason Kenny has been kind of using some of that anti ottawa firewall rhetoric a lot, and that plays really well to the red meat base of his party and In the fall, we're going to see some of that play out. He's going to have uh, elections for uh, Senate candidates, even though that's not a real thing, Mm -hmm. even though it doesn't work that way. But we like the idea that we can elect our own senators and and persuade the uh, prime minister to appoint them. Uh, There's going to be a referendum... Uh, that's very popular among some people in Alberta uh, to remove the principle of calling on Ottawa to remove the principle of equalization from the Constitution. It sounds wonky, but it basically comes down to this fundamental sense of unfairness Albertans have felt, uh, because their politicians tell it's something they should feel, uh, that the have not provinces uh, get all this money from Albertans and Albertans who pay the most in taxes uh, wind up subsidizing uh, the choices or the situations of all those poor provinces. And that's not fair to poor struggling, wealthy Alberta. Right. Um, he's proposed a bunch of other measures that would take away, uh, move Alberta out of the federal sphere of federal influence, including scrapping the RCMP and just going to an Alberta only police force like the OPP or the uh, uh, SRQ in Quebec. He's even talked about getting out, pulling Alberta out of the per- Canada Pension Plan, and there could be a bunch of referendums that really uh, shift Albertan's focus uh, to some of the stuff that's frustrated uh, conservatives in the summer and the spring uh, to things that really galvanize them in the in the fall. Uh, the problem here becomes: okay, he's doing this for the right wing of his party. Is he talking to the rest of Albertans? Is he talking, is he actually addressing the real needs of the provincial public? Mm-hmm. Um, Alberta's economy, as I'm sure you know, is still struggling uh, from the uh, decline in the oil, the oil economy. And that's going to be a problem uh, coming out of this recession or coming out of this pandemic uh, as we hopefully start recovering in the fall and how much of the public oxygen is going to be on those conservative base issues versus issues that the rest of the province actually cares about. It'll be fascinating to watch, and
1: hopefully uh, we're all vaccinated and we don't have to worry about COVID by then. Thank you, Jason. My pleasure. Jason Marcusoff of McLean's. That was The Big Story. For more from us, head to thebigstorypodcast.ca. Find us on Twitter at thebigstoryfpn. Find all of our podcasts on Twitter or on Instagram at frequencypods. By the way, we hit 1,000 followers on Instagram. Somebody just won a microphone. You can also email us thebigstorypodcast, that's all one word, all lowercase, at rci.rogers.com. And as always, pick your favorite podcast player, look us up, Hit follow, hit subscribe, whatever they tell you to do. Leave a rating, leave a review. That wasn't supposed to rhyme. Thanks for listening. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. We'll talk tomorrow.
0: Hi there, I'm Gavin Crawford. I'm a writer, an actor, and a comedian. And for the last eight or nine years, I have been navigating life with my mother's increasing dementia. Has it been sad? Yeah. Has it been funny? Also, yeah. That's what my brand new podcast series, Let's Not Be Kidding, is about. It's the true story of my life as a comedian, my mom, and dementia. Let's Not Be Kidding, with me, Gavin Crawford. A new seven-part series from CBC Podcasts, available now.